Hello everybody, and welcome back to the third edition, third episode, third greatest, I guess, podcast? I, I, we're the first, honestly, I'm the greatest. But enough about me, um, my name, I said enough about me, but you know, it's always about me, so... Again, welcome to Behind the Mic. I am your host, Jonathan Beard, as always. Um, today, I, I don't have my wonderful, almost new co-host, Maggie Leppert, but I do have another great, great special guest. He is my co-worker at the library, as you may know in the first episode, or really the last episode. I work in the library and I'm around everywhere on campus. If you don't know me, get to know me. I'm great. I'm going to have him introduce himself. Um, I want, please give me your name, your major, your class status, and one goal um, for this semester or and one goal for life. Take um, it away. My name's Kyrie Smith. I studied communications at the University of Mount St. Joe. Um, <laughs> class of 2022 or 23, depending on, you know, graduate school and stuff He's like a that. late bloomer. Late bloomer. Uh, goals for life, get out of debt. I so, so much debt. So, so much debt. I feel that. So much debt. Oh, my God, do I feel but, that. But uh, I would like to correct you. I'm your favorite coworker at the library. <laughs> yes, I said it. Favorite. At me if you want to. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> Hashtag retweet. <laughs> Hashtag retweet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is not going to work out. We're just going to laugh through the whole podcast. So if you want to hear laughter, you know, they say laughter is the best medicine. So What's that That stuff that the the sounds? What is it like? The sounds? The when they help sleep, like ocean sounds. Oh, and, like the one. The yeah, like what's that called? Um... Soothing sounds. Soothing sounds. <laughs> soothing sounds to put you to sleep. That's hey, fine. that's our voices, ladies and gentlemen. It's we're the soothing sounds. You did you ever finish? Yeah, I did. Sure. We're, we're, you didn't say goals. No, What's I said get out of debt. That's, that's my, it. That's oh, my, that was actually a goal. If, if that's not about the whole TV thing or whatever. Oh, well, psh, um, if you're talking about that, well, I want to be that's on TV. Good. I just want to be on TV. Oh, I want my name to like be put up there and it say like TV personality underneath it. Until Be until that happens, I'm not complete. So <laughs> before I started, before I started this podcast or like this episode, I put I have pieces of paper for our itinerary for our agenda. I put them over my mouth. I went, "Welcome everybody to the six o'clock news." My name is Jonathan Beard. Our top stories are yeah, that's that's something what Kyrie wants to do. He wants to be a news person or TV in general. Yeah, news makes me sad. I don't watch I don't watch the news. I the news. The new, I literally hate As you can tell as you're on a history podcast. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But I, I hate the news. It it's so sad. Every time I look, it's just sad. Yeah. Just sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get started? Let's do it. All right. Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> I will never say that again. Yeah, please take that out of your vocabulary. That's just let me let me handle that type of thing and you just you stick to your <laughs> let the nerd nerd. Yeah, you nerd nerd and <laughs> You feel me? I'll do my part. So. <laughs> All right. So we are covering Monday, October 7th through October, uh, Sunday, October 13th. Um, All right. Let's start off with Monday the 7th. Our first date 
we're not going to elaborate about it too much. I just thought it was really important because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes the California governor. The governator. The governator. <laughs> how, how well can you do a governor? I'll pass. I try it. Come on, you gotta humiliate yourself at least once. Nah, not on the first episode. Oh I wanna, yeah. I wanna. I'm only gonna get my feet wet. I don't wanna die straight, and I can't swim. Okay, <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's the, literally the. I, I think he's the first Austrian, uh, Austrian born governor of California. Dude was a body, bodybuilder. Like, what is he doing now? Probably movies or something. He, I, I don't know. Good question. That is a very good question. I'll probably call him after this. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's our personal friend. Yeah. The governor. So <laughs> moving on. Um, also, 2001, you know, that date brings a lot of alarms. Um, so when I say 2001 for this date, it's the U.S. It's a U.S.-led attack on Afghanistan begins. Um, pretty much it's the it's Operation Enduring Freedom. The opening fire or salvo in the United States war on terrorism in the response to 9-11 terrorist attacks. So in the 80s or in the 70s, we had the war on drugs. In the 80s, we had the war on or 60s, we had war on poverty. 70s, we had war on drugs. And 80s to now, we have the war on terrorism, the war, the war on our freedom. Um, at this time, I was about six maybe seven um i don't remember much i was one but <laughs> yeah Kyrie was just born yeah i was yeah it was tiny i was still figuring out what life meant i was six and i was held back so oh wow you probably <laughs> had the beard too i probably might have man probably had the beard on set uh so <laughs> <laughs> um but if you think about it this is a pivotal date because it was. It wasn't until Obama. It wasn't Obama until Obama in two thousand eight to two thousand fourteen ish. You know that whole period when he stopped it. He ended it. He he caught Osama bin Laden and he kind of he kind of got rid of the uh, Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, Al- and the Taliban. You know, and then ISIS popped up. So he had to be doing something right. Bush started it, but then as um. As mentioned on Nameless, you know, you have to look at cultural competency. You have to look at historical places and times. Um, It was a time when the towers got blown out of the sky by hijacked airplanes. Everybody was freaking out. At that one moment in time, we all became people of the United States. Uh, you, You cannot argue against that, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, centrist, Whatever you are, you could be a dog or a cat. I don't care. At that point in time, you were an American. You were with the president of the United States, George W. Bush. W. Um, I won't dwell on that anymore. But just understand, it was a, it was a major, major time in our history, and that's when Afghanistan, Iraq, and all that warring began. Moving back in time, as you can tell, 1913. That was a good year for me. All right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 1913, moving assembly line debuts at Ford Factory. And if you listen to last week's, if you listen to our last episode, we 
talk about in 1908 how the Model T came out. So this Isn't that is like a car. Wasn't that like a car? That yeah. is Ford's one of her. That is, it's like Ford's second car after like his first two cars sucked. Oh, okay. The Model T was like the big car. So in 1908, Model T was because it says introduced, obviously, because I wrote it. So it says introduced Model T in 1908. Speaking of things you wrote, you forgot the other parentheses after 1914. Yeah, I know. It was a rough day today. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> if you need a hug after this, I got you. Ah. Uh, We'll, we'll see. I got you. So, five years later. Oh, this is going to be a great one. Great <laughs> podcast. Um, so, 1908. And then five years later. I keep saying 1908. I'm sorry, you guys. Take take your time. Just breathe. You know, Anthony knows out through your mouth. You, you got it, buddy. I'm here for you. Good. I'm glad. Somebody is. Um, <laughs> five years later. 1913. It cut man hours from 12 and a half hours down to six hours. And then within that same, within a year, 1914, it cut it down to 93 minutes. That is one and a half hours Hour of a half. making a car. Yeah, I said that right, right? No, it was just kind of oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah was... So two years later, it went... So get this, in a span of less than, like, what, eight years? Span of less than five years? It went from 12 and a half hours down to every 24 seconds a Model T was being produced. And it was the cheapest car out there, too. That's why it was a big success. If, if cars was $300 today, I have a car dealership. Oh, uh, well, that's the thing. Um, I had a paper that said... How much? So three hundred dollars and today's money. Let me look this up real quick. Um, what's your favorite car, Kyrie? Uh, honestly, my favorite car. I like like really really big cars. My my dream car is a Jeep. I want a Jeep. I, I like Jeeps. Well, my my dad he has a a Dodge Nitro Heat. You probably don't know what that is. If uh, you're listening, Dodge. uh, Google it. It's a pretty nice car. Two thousand fourteen. <laughs> uh, but I want a Jeep and not the ones you can take the windows off because. I'm the type of person to take the windows off and it rains and then it sucks. But yeah, my my dream car is a Jeep. I just like really, really big cars. The car I have now is kind of small. but what like have now? I have a, a 2009 Chrysler Sebring. And I just I just got some uh some your s- name and stuff that's like not even cookie cutter anymore. Like you have your Toyota Corolla, Toyota Camry, Jeep Wrangler, Jeep Compass. It's like your name Seabreeze. Sebring. Sebring. Same how do you thing. how do you think how do you think I felt at it took me like a month and a half to actually know the name of my car. I just knew it was a Chrysler. They were like, what type of car you got? Chrysler. Oh, Chrysler. Chrysler. <laughs> what, what, what model? <laughs> the fast one. <laughs> the, the sports one that's gonna yeah. jack up your mm-hmm. insurance. <laughs> <laughs> actually my insurance is pretty pretty nice. Four door? Yeah, four door. Oh, yeah, it's not technically sports car then by law. Yeah, by law it's not. But yeah, my, my insurance is pretty nice. But yeah, only two door car I would ever get is a Mustang. Come on now. <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs> so, $300 in 1913 is about a little over seven and a half thousand dollars in 2018 seven and a half thousand yeah seven thousand six hundred nine dollars and thirty cents you got to add that 30 yes yeah, that 30 you, cents you know, is very inflation yeah inflation. beautiful beautiful yeah, thing you guys yes um 
so yeah, that's it for um. There's only there was only three significant things on Monday. Mm. It was Monday. Who really yeah, likes nobody, Monday? Nobody cares about Monday. I know Arnold wasn't really that happy that he won on a Monday. Like, oh, I yeah, right. Well, then, I don't know what day it was actually. Well, it was a Monday. Well, that that's the thing. Cause look at birthdays. No, look at birthdays. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cause I'm a birthday. Yeah. So, <laughs> my birthday skips ahead one day every year. So if I was born on a Sunday that year, everybody's birthday does that though. But is th- that's weird. Imagine being born on February 29th. That'd be awkward. Do you like do you age regularly? But like technically you'd be four. No, one, I mean. So you'd be four. I don't know. But you'd be one. Benjamin Button's disease. I don't know. That that'd be lit. But still, you know what I mean though? Like how it's just like oh you know next year's a leap year too. Um, <laughs> moving on to Tuesday, uh, Tuesday the 8th, the first one we have is 1871, the Great Chicago Fire Begins. So at the time, there was two day, it was a two day blaze, it killed, it was a two day blaze, it killed anywhere between 200 and 300 people, it destroyed 17,450 buildings, and it left 100,000 people homeless and it caused an estimated 200 million dollars that's 1871 money that's about 3 billion dollars in damages in 2007 um chicago averaged two fires per day in the year before 20 throughout chicago the week before the great fire in 1871 what's your thoughts so far on that like Real hot. So, <laughs> the reason it burned so much is because most of the buildings and most of everything that burned was wood. It, it was not a very... Um, Industrial of Yeah, really built up town. Yeah. It was a lot of wood, a lot of dry wood. Just a lot of wood in general. So, reconstruction was slow, but it was really good for the city. As I previously said, it was made out of wood. Um, the population at the time was 324,000. Nine years later, in 1880, it grew to 500,000. Uh, 13 years later, 1893, it was a major economic and transportation hub with an estimated population of 1.5 million people. So that's a span of... 1880, literally in a span of almost 20-something years, it went from 324,000 to 1.5 million people. But that's not it. That's not all, folks. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Billy Mays here. (laughs) Flex tape. Slap it on anything. Your life falling apart. <laughs> Chicago fire tearing everything apart. And it was a flex tape. <laughs> this pot's going downhill. Um, oh my god. So <laughs> later on that year, uh, it was chosen to be the host of the World Columbian Exposition, which was a major tourist attraction. It it brought. million tourists um which at the time it was that that number was half of the united states population 
So that that's like Cincinnati during the blink. During during blink. The mm. the blink blink. The blink. The blink. The blink. The blink. <laughs> da bears. Um Da Bears. Da Bears. Yeah, that's I've like never really I've never been to Blink before. Don't don't go. It's a waste of time. Don't go. Right. Yeah, it's I'm pretty sure we accidentally ran over someone. Huh. Okay. Uh t- no, there's like literally a million people there, and you like. It's just lights, bro. Go yeah, home, go no, home. That's and, exactly what I said. Go home and. I can play with a flashlight. Honestly, I put it different colors. Put a piece of paper over top of it, make it look yellow. Tell a little ghost story. Mm-hmm. Once, <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I never really, never anything like that. Like Oktoberfest, Blink. Speaking of Oktoberfest, we get to that. Mm. But uh. That's a German thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I took German in uh in high school and I we took had, four years of it. I did no, did I take four years? I took I don't remember anything from it. I yeah, just boy. nine. Uh nine or nine? Both of them. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I remember having to do a project uh, over why it. Why are you so landweilig? I'm not sure what that means. That means boring. Como estas muy bien. Alright. <laughs> so Moving back to 2001, back to Afghanistan and, you know, what we talked about previously on Monday, the Office of Homeland Security is founded, which makes sense. I, I didn't realize this when I was typing this out or writing it down. That's one day later. It's, you know, it's one day later. Mm, look at you using your smarticle particles right, up there. Smarticle particles. Um, it is now, it was, I don't know if it was or now, it is now. Um, a cabinet, cabinet department, and one of the lar- largest organs of the federal government. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bless you. Or, or it was the clearing of the throat. Bless you. Um, it prevents terror attacks, border security, uh, immigration and customs, disaster relief, prevention, and other related tasks. Created by George W. w. Bush. W. 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 Um, it grew so massive that it absorbed the Secret Service, again, it Customs and Border Patrol Protection, even the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard, you guys. The Coast Guard. <clears throat> those water guys. Those, yeah, <clears throat> those water guys. So, they, they got some criticism on them when Hurricane Katrina hit, and as recently as, really, this year with President Trump using ice ice troops ice guards ice secret service workers. agents no no they're not secret service they're ice um, and our, I don't know what ice stands for um you know ice is like three things ice is them but then it's like actual ice and then it's a drink so proud of you fun, fun facts on this podcast you feel me <laughs> fact <laughs> It could come in three states too. <laughs> Solid, liquid, air. Science. Hashtag retweet. <laughs> so as I, they they got some criticism over Hurricane Katrina because, as I have said, it's over uh, disaster reliefs. But they didn't plan anything for like a whole like year later or something like that. They literally just let it go and people were uh, not living. Um, and now you have President Trump using uh, ice guards, ice, ice, ice baby, um, to get rid of or to d- 
deport um, immigrants, which I personally don't believe, but some people do. Um, I personally like Homeland Security. You know, I want to work for the government one day. It might be there. Who knows? But I, I don't mind it. I, you just have to use it correctly. And just depends on your whole vocabulary of correct. Moving on to another great one. I mentioned this to Kyrie a little earlier today. 1957, Jerry Lee Lewis records Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. In Memphis, Tennessee. Good old Memphis. Um, yeah, so this one's a little disturbing, to be completely honest. It's completely disturbing. But... He was a great, great, great singer. If you haven't heard him, he's fantastic. You know, he's up there with your uh, great piano players like Elton John and uh, uh, Billy Joel and, I guess, Ray Charles, but I'm not a big fan of Ray Charles. So, he was a devout Christian. He almost did not record Great Balls of Fire. You know, the whole symbol, it was a song essentially about sex. Yes. And he was not having that. He was, but they eventually talked him into it. But he was a devout Christian, yet he married his 13-year-old cousin. At least, at least they hit puberty first. 13. It's like I, I guess that's, if that's how you want to look at it. Um... <laughs> Elvis basically did the same thing as well. He uh, met Priscilla Presley at 14. And uh, he was 24 in the Navy, I believe. I think it was the Navy. Um, yeah. Then they got married around, I, I don't know how old they were. Uh, I think he waited till she was 18, to be fair. Um, all right. Moving on to 2014. First person in the U.S. diagnosed with Ebola dies. Everybody remembers the whole Ebola outbreak. virus outbreak. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, Black Plague's little brother. Literally, though, uh, cholera almost, too. Yeah. Um, 1967, Che Guevara captured by Bolivian army. I, I didn't know much about Che Guevara until I read a little bit about him doing this whole segment. He was a Marxist revolutionary. Everybody who studies Social 103 or uh, economy, you know, Marxist, Marx, Lenin, communism, Red Scare, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, he was a part of the Cuban Revolution of 1956 to 59 and encouraged Fidel Castro to pursue his communist anti American agenda. So. Essentially, because of this guy, Fidel Castro and his family runs Cuba for a good, like, 60 years until, like, now. His brother, like, just stepped down not too long ago. Now it's, like, the first Democratic or first first president that's not a Castro in, like, 60-something years. Um, I find that big. So, um, I'll save the rest for the next day because he's on there as well. Um, so that, that's, as I say that, Tuesday is over. <laughs> All right. How do you feel about Tuesday? A whole lot going on. I didn't even realize it. A whole lot of shit going on. It's another Jerry Lee Lewis song. So. All right. So, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that it's really been, 
five years since that Ebola outbreak. I right? You don't the time think about flies that. so much. I like, keep thinking yesterday was two thousand nine. We don't want to go back to 2009. I agreed, but I'm just I was hey. I was ugly. The only thing I had going was I was funny and I was an athlete. That's hard time. I guess you got to weigh your pros and cons. You, you got to weigh them out. I couldn't weigh them out when I was nine. It was like... When you were nine? Yeah. You were really nine in 2009? Yeah. I was born in 99. And I have a late birthday. So depending on the year, I was either eight or nine. I mean, nine or... And we're back to birthdays. Yep, back to birthdays. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I uh, didn't realize... Like, this stuff is... It's really interesting. So you're 19? 20. I turned 20 uh, Saturday. Last Saturday. The 12th. Oh, birthday. Did I know that? Yeah, you did, but, like, I won't really... I'm not worried about... I know. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not worried about people telling me happy birthday or anything like I'm that. I'm worried. Excuse me. I'm glad you're worried. You need to be. I love you. <laughs> so, um... All right, moving on to Wednesday the 9th. The first one is obviously, as I said, literally less than five minutes ago. Che Guevara is executed. He is executed at 39 via firing squad. His hands were cut off as proof of his death, and the body was buried in an unmarked grave. Um, but a little bit more about his life, not to sound morbid. Um, he was a medical student who took time off and rode around South America on a motorcycle. Don't we all? Don't we all wish we could do that? This, this, I want to be a medical student and not have debt and ride around South America. You can't even be a student without having debt, so that's you, that's the you hard part. You can't even own a motorcycle without another license. I wonder what that driving test like though, because I want a motorcycle. Back in sick, back yeah, right. Oh, I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't trust anything with two wheels. You don't trust anything with two wheels? No. That's crazy. That you, you would have a lot of trust issues with most chairs. Most chairs? Yeah. Most chairs have four wheels. Nah, it's just a couple chairs. I've actually seen a chair with two wheels. Well, you show me a chair with two wheels, and I will be afraid of it. And not <laughs> and run away at high speeds. No, no, I, will I wouldn't say it. high speeds, but, you know, run away. <laughs> just, you'll just run away. Run away. So, while he was riding around on his motorcycle, if you can't hear the emphasis in my voice, he saw lots of poverty and oppression. He earned his medical degree, and he helped Castro, again, gain control of Cuba from Fulgencio? Fulgencio Bautista. Is that Fulgencio? I can say Bautista. And a lot of people spell it in many different ways. I can say Batista. Was, yeah, I was really confused why he had the U in the. Well, some but then, like, spelled but, with a U. I've the, seen it with both a non-U and a U. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he took over in 1959, and Che Guevara was influential on the bringing up of. How do you how do you go from earning a medical degree to helping well, a man take over? Like, lots of poverty and oppression. He was a Marxist revolutionary. He read a lot of Marx. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't get it either. But here we are. Here, here we are. So as I was saying, um, he secretly traveled to the Congo after he held a few spots in the government, uh, Cuban government. He left for the Congo in 1965, trained some of the rebels, and then resurfaced back in Bolivia. He was defeated, wounded, and again executed on Wednesday. Um, 
And the last one for Wednesday, they're very short days, you guys. Um, 1974, a lot of people has, have heard about this one. It's a really good movie. I've seen it once. Our Holocaust class just ended uh, really yesterday. Um, we had to write a whole paper. It was a big, fun, fun project. Um, <laughs> Wasn't like a five-page paper? Yeah. Yeah, you know about it. Yeah, like, that... you, you were there, so yeah. Oh, that was the paper? Yeah, that was the paper. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. That's right. Yeah. Did I, you turn it in? Yeah, oh yeah. I got oh. 87. Hoorah, passed the class with a 93. Look at you, bud. First yes. class down, four more to go, and I'm graduated. Yeah, but you graduated in December? Yeah, December 14th. Well, I'm there screaming super loud. I got you a ticket that, if you want to go. That is actually adorable that you got me a ticket. Right? Man. You're invited to my wedding that I don't know when I'm going to have. That's fine. I will send you my email. <laughs> Via carrier pigeon. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the time you get that that message, the, the pigeon might be a little dead. By the time you get that message, you might actually be married. Yeah, true. Yeah. Two kids, a dog, a couple fish. Maybe some frogs. Toads. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> so, as I was saying, 1974... Oscar Schindler, who is credited with saving 1,200 Jews during the Holocaust, dies. That, that name sounds so familiar. Schindler. Schindler's List. It was a movie. Duh, okay. You literally just Yes. Said, you literally... Okay. My Schindler's bad. List. He's played by um the one guy uh, uh, who's t- t- taken... Uh, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. The yes. A. Li- a. Liam Neeson. A. He, I didn't know that. It's a black and white goes, movie, and goes. it's like it's it's late nineties, I think, and it's like or no early two thousands or something. It's a really good. He's movie. an amazing actor. I thought I would hate it. I I watched it in AP World History my senior year of high school. Fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, he dies, and he dies at the age of sixty six, and he died penniless because. He felt, I don't know if you know the backstory or not. You can explain it, brother. Um, so he owned a factory. I think it was a garment factory or bomb factory or something. And he saw all of these uh, Jewish, the Jewish population around him go to concentration camps. And he was like, yeah, no, that I can't let this happen. So he bribed some officials. He got some of the Jews in his factory and he just... He basically almost, he died penniless, basically broke because he helped save these Jewish people. Um, It's a real touching scene at the end. I'm not going to spoil it because it's not like it's 25 years old or anything. Um, But yeah, in 1962, when uh, Yad Vesham, Israel's official agency for remembering the Holocaust, that's how, if you don't understand anything, or... If you don't take importance in anything, take importance in this. There is one singular entity to remember the incident that was the Holocaust. Just just one thing. Like, how many, like, I, I, I might be stupid, I might be wrong. But I feel like if you have one thing to remember one thing, it's like, you've got to remember it. Uh, 1962, he was declared a righteous Gentile. I think, no? Yeah, I think so. He was, he got an award I from Yad Vesham. Uh, I think it was righteous Gentile. Yeah, because he wasn't a Jew, so. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was awarded Righteous Gentile by Yad Veshams. Yeah, I remember my... I have a war religion. As I say this, when it says right underneath, according to his wishes, he was buried in Israel at the Catholic Cemetery on Mount Zion. Duh. Keep going. But uh, in my world religions class, uh, shout out Robert Pennington. Um, shout out. But uh, <clears throat> we were watching this documentary about somebody who survived the Holocaust, and she told her story and all that. And I, I found it really ironic that, like, at the end of her story, she got saved by a German Jew and ended up marrying him. And it was just like, how ironic. Like it, his, his, I love it. It's crazy. It's like his parent, like his parents had sent them to the U.S. Like they knew it was coming, and they sent them there. And then he came back, saved her and a couple of, I think, I think, yeah, out of all of her friends that she did the the little death march with, she was the only one that survived. Everybody else died on the way there, or like the last day. That's for my paper that I just turned in today, um, yesterday. <sighs> um. <laughs> my paper we had to write I had a, a a couple well one guy but you can't mention him without mentioning his wife um his their names were alright get this get this his name was Wait Still W-A-I-T-S-T-I-L-L his kids were named uh, uh Martha Content C-O-N-T-E-N-T Content and Hastings Sharp. I'm gonna let you um, process that, or I for I memento. And we're back. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it for Wednesday. We're we're going pretty fast because there's not really much in terms of this week. So, moving on to 1845, or 18, Thursday the 10th. I keep reading into the itinerary and getting excited about certain stuff. I'm going to stay ahead. I mean, stay with the program, my bad. Awesome. He's okay. Awesome. So, Thursday the 10th, 1845, if you're still listening, uh, the U.S. Naval Academy opens. I, I just like anything military, so. My, my, I just... My dad told me, he was like, yeah, we'll support the troops from our house. He's like, I don't know why my dad's just so against, like, you know, me going. I'm Not that I want to go, but, like. You have to think about it in terms of, of family. A, a parent type yeah. of thing, yeah. But, like, you know, anybody that listens to this that is, that is you know, a, a veteran or you Thank serve, you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you. If, if anybody listens to this. Thank you for listening, but especially those who are veterans. Thank you for serving our country. And you guys deserve 50% off at Chipotle at all times. You deserve a lot of stuff at all times. So, um, moving on. In 1877, Colonel George Custer, as you may know from Little Bighorn, uh, Custer Custer's funeral is held at West Point. Um he was killed a year before that um, in 1876 by uh, Sioux and Cheyenne uh, I think it's Cheyenne yeah Sioux and Cheyenne Indians at the Battle of Little Bighorn 
uh, Custer's Last Stand. Um, he graduated with full military honor. He was buried with full military honors. He graduated. Get this. This is hilarious. You know how when they say uh, uh, a doctor at the top of his class and a doctor at the bottom of his class still a doctor? You yeah. Know? At the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, they still graduated. Mm-hmm. This guy graduated in 1861 at the bottom of his class. How bad do you have to be? Uh, come on, you're at West Point. Even the bottom of West West Point is the top of somewhere. Yeah. It's West Point. The bottom of something is always the top somewhere else. Thank you for that, Kyrie. Uh, <laughs> he was the youngest major general at that time when he graduated and everything else. Uh, re- but even though he was, um, even though he was the youngest major general. There were reports that he would treat deserters of his cavalry that he got the 7th Cavalry. Uh, he treated deserters with unnecessary cruelty and overworked his soldiers, which led to a court-martial and conviction in 1867. And then the rest is basically history. He goes on to become an idiot and gets himself killed at the Battle of Little Bighorn. Oh, that's a way to sum that up. Buddy. That pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I like the guy. That's why I put it in here. So. Yeah, I feel it. Uh, yeah. Uh, 1987. White snakes. Here I go again. Tops the charts. Do you like white snake? Do you? Here I go again on my own. Nope. Oh, you don't know that song? I, if uh, I probably do, it's just I don't know. I gotta play it for you now. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna play it real quick. We'll be back after this commercial break. Enter Jeopardy music here. This 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 ain't it. This is commercial. No? It sounds familiar, but I can't say that I, like, know the song. It sounds familiar. How don't you know this song? It's a classic. I'm sorry. I can name some classes that you don't know. You don't know that? Name some. I don't know. Name some. We'll we'll discuss it after the podcast. Nah, start naming some. Yeah, you can't. I probably can. I just don't know a lot of songs like by the name. It's weird. You can't sing it. Uh, you don't want me to sing. The microphone might break. Oh, microphone's already broken, friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned that because it's the way it tops the chart. Um, they recorded it five years before it topped the chart. Nobody listened to it. They recorded it again with some poppy and some rock twists. They put two Jaguar cars together and they let a woman basically just run across the top of their car and that video went like straight to number one. That's it and the quote that I was gonna write down was it's it's rock and roll, you know, you can follow up with that basically. Um it's not too appropriate, but at the same time it's just appropriate enough. Yeah. So everybody it, you just got a little taste of uh, White Snake. I hope you enjoyed it. 
So. <laughs> Next one, I'm pretty sure Kyrie's a big fan. Um, Superman, Christopher Reeves dies. He dies at 52. He was a uh, crusader. So, so the story is, he was Superman in you know the early 80s or late 80s, early 90s, whatever. Um, but after that, he fell off. He was very avid equestrian, uh, a horse rider. He fell off his horse, and he was paralyzed from the waist down. <clears throat> um, and then after that, he was a crusader for people with spinal cord injuries, and he lobbied the government uh, for government funding of embryonic stem cell research. There, his doctor, and I quote, his doctor said, and I quote, before Reeves, there was really no hope. If you had spinal cord injury like his, there was not much that we could that could be done. But he's changed all that. He demonstrated that there is hope and there are things that could be done. Um, and I just want to touch a little bit on Superman. Uh, his identity, his alter ego, is uh, <clears throat> Clark Kent. He... I actually know a guy named Clark Kent. It's really weird. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I went to grade school with him. Oh. His name was actually Clark Kent, and it was like when the like, first day of school. I would love that. They were t- saying attendance, and they were, she was like Clark Kent, and we all was like, <laughs> and he was like, and he had a really really deep voice for an eight year old. So it was like the real Clark Kent. Yeah, he was like. You're... You sure it wasn't Superman? Nah, he he was like Italian though. Like he had like a his dad was Italian, his mom was white, but like he looked Italian in the face. So like. Yeah. All right. Fair. To be fair, Superman was an alien, though. Aliens can be many shapes and sizes, just like people can. There's lots of diversity. Out but there. I'm pretty sure this guy, this kid, wasn't Superman, though. Like, cause you should have seen him in the kickball games. Terrible. Like. Oh, in that case, Superman's a terrible kickball. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he? Um. So, Superman came out in uh, Action Comics number one in 1938, a year before Batman. Uh, one of the most pivotal issues of Superman uh, was the his death. Death of Superman. Everybody's like, you can't kill Superman. And the writers and the and the and the the writers and the artists and the designers were like, ha! watch us. Doomsday, boom, right into Superman, and Superman died. There was like two whole issues about it. It, it was a, well, at the time, there was also a strike, a, a, a comic book strike at the time, uh, action, action Comics, and just overall comic book strike, and they were like, you can't kill Superman. They're like, again, watch me. And they went on strike, killed Superman, and there was a whole issue on the deaths of Superman, the JLA, Justice League. Uh, had a whole funeral for him and everything. He came in plastic, came in a collector's case. The cover was all black. Um, they eventually resurrected him, of course. No good superhero stays dead. Come on, now. I mean, just look at the whole Blackest Night issue. Oh, God. Um, Don't even get me started. What's your favorite thing about Superman? He's super. And he's a man? And he's a man. Now, my favorite part, well, favorite <laughs> thing about Superman is just... <laughs> He was like the like epitome of like what a superhero was, like he just. That's basically why he was created as well. Yeah, it was like, 
when you think of a superhero, but I'm pretty sure if you... I don't. I don't like Superman, honestly. You don't like Superman? Like, I... Yeah, we're, we're ending this podcast pretty early today. Uh... All right, folks, <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, everybody has to their own opinion. But, like, I feel like if you walk up to ten people... I'm more of a Batman fan. I, I, you know what? Actually, I'm more of a Flash and Arrow fan. I, I, I completely feel that. But, like, I feel like if you, if you go up to ten people... And you ask them, hey, name me three superheroes. I, I guarantee that their top three are probably be Superman, Batman, and maybe The Flash. That Spider- third... Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. It's kind of like if you go anywhere in the world. But then but then again, wait a minute. You can't even really call su- uh, Batman a superhero. Yeah, you can. Well, you can. Yeah, you can. What, what superpower does he have? His intellect and peak physical perfection. Literally, it's... That's not a superpower. Yes, it, it, so you're telling me super intellect... He just—he's smart. So Albert Einstein had a yes, superpower. No, he—he's just super smart. Yes. That's not a superpower. If you give Batman, oh, we're really doing this. We can—we can have this debate right now. So if Batman can get uh, an ample amount of time, he can take out anybody. That like who can do that? No one can do that. He's just smart. That's and not Superman's a, just strong. That's a superpower. Get rid of get rid of the sun, and he's a regular man. He can fly. Get rid of the sun, and he's done. That's my whole, like, take down Superman. I like to get rid of the sun, and he's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my whole get rid of Superman. Well, if you keep the sun out with Batman, he's nothing. Kryptonite. Magic. He still doesn't have superpower. Yeah, he does. He doesn't. All right, he doesn't. He can still, he has still beaten Superman. What's superpower got to do with it? He's not a superhero. He's just a hero. He has, the dude has died almost multiple times and still hasn't died. He's Superman died once and everybody's like, oh my god, Superman! Cause of Superman. Nobody cares about Superman. You know how you know how hard I cried when he died. Not hard because uh, that was like the eighties. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but no, I just, in my opinion, I don't think. <laughs> You wept. I wept. Like a baby. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in my eyes, I don't think he's like a... He doesn't have any superpowers. So you really can't call him super. Like, okay, so technically... Okay, going back to what I said, Albert Einstein. He was really, really smart. So when we call him a superhuman because he was that smart... Superhuman, that's a different story. Well, the idea is that is very... I'll take that back. That is that is a completely different story. That's a different definition. We'll, we'll save that for another time. But please join us again on the episode four where we just talk about nothing but superheroes. <laughs> that, that might be a thing. That we, we might. That, that might be a thing. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, writing it down. Yep. Now. You hear the pencil scratching? That was terrible. That was, that, fine. That was terrible. We'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll just get sound we'll effects. We're going to act together. Yeah, you know, we'll get sound effects implemented into it. Pretty much. Yeah. No, we're not. No, um, we're not. We have money for that. <laughs> Broke college students, people. Get real. Um, seven thirty-two, the Battle of Tours. Um, oh wait, that that date was correct. Yes, seven thirty-two. I thought you was you missed the one. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, seven thirty-two. Uh, uh, BC. I about to say BC. Or no, BC. BCE. BCE, or BC. BC. Okay. CE. Okay. 
So you got BCE before Common Era, and then you have CE Common Era. So this is 754 I thought Common Era. This whole you did. I was today years old when I realized that that's what that meant. I always thought it meant before Christ. No, that's AD, AD and BC. BC does stand for before Christ. But the one you're AD, talking. So history can be and can separate it into two different time periods. AD and BC, BC and AD, and BCE and CE. So you have BCE before Common Era, mm-hmm. and you have CE Common Era, okay. and that's when you split it right down the middle at zero. That's when it the went. Year, the, it went the other way instead of going like zero, up, it went down. So if you have the year 1066, 1067, 1068, and keep going to like 1900, 2000, that's CE. That's CE. Anything okay. before that going down is is BC before Common Era, and then you have AD and uh, BC before Christ and Anno Domini which is in the year of Christ. And we separate that with the birth of Jesus in 33 AD. Uh, yeah, no, 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 not 33. Um, that's when he died. Um, I forgot, we're like 43 or something like that. Uh, whatever year he was born. I don't remember when he was born. Sorry, Jesus. Um, I know he died in 33 AD. Um, that's all I got. And then everything after that is... Nice little, nice little history lesson. I, so I'm here. That's what you do, man. So I'm here. So we have 732, uh, it doesn't really matter about the year, because it's Battle of Taurus. We, so this one is a little, this one I enjoyed, because if you think about it, it kind of screws over people, but at the same time doesn't. Because you have Charles Hammer Martel, who was a Christian, and he defeated the Spanish Moors, which were uh, Muslim. They were of the... Hmm? Spanish Moors. So. Yeah. So, uh, if you don't know the Moors, uh, I, I can't really help you there. Um, <laughs> he halted the Moors who were Muslim to the advancement of Western Europe. So at this time, so Islam, I talked about this on like the very first episode. Islam started in 622, or if you want to be like a generalist, the 600s. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have this 732. So Islam, the rise of Islam started near you know the middle east where the middle east now is and it took over turkey it took over a lot of stuff to the right of it turkey um before afghanistan before iraq before iran all those uh, uzbekistan all those countries before Mm -hmm. india and it seeped a little bit into india too okay um and it all kind of went west it didn't get past the eastern empire and it kind of took over the very top of africa and then it seeped its way up. Right now, it seeped its way up through Portugal and Spain. And mm-hmm. that's where you get the Spanish Moors. But Charles Hammer Martel at the Battle of Tours put an end to that. So if you think about it, if he would have let Islam penetrate uh, uh, Europe, Western Europe, we might not have had the Crusades. We might not have the Renaissance. We, you know. So when Charles Hammer Martel who honestly sounds like a really good wrestler. Um, the Hammer. Well, Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Mar- uh, Chuck Martel. Um, anyway, um, uh, basically he stopped the spread of Islam, which some can see as good, some can see as bad. Just depends on how you look at it. Because if you see it as good, you can basically say, oh man, that's good. We, you know, it's 
good for whatever Remax. Mm-hmm. Right. It could X, be bad. Y, it could be bad. It, it could be bad because you know you have the Crusades, but it's good because the Crusades also brought a lot of spices and whatnot from the religion of Islam to Europe, which helped start the Renaissance and starts getting rid of the the Dark Ages. But you, it gets deeper than that because Charles Martel's grandson was Charlemagne. I don't know if that rings a bell at all. Nope. Charlemagne, in the year 800, was crowned king of the Western Europe. So at this time, Rome, or the Roman Empire split into two. Mm-hmm. You had your Western, Holy Roman Catholic, and you had your Eastern, which was Byzantine and uh, Eastern Orthodox. And so you had king over here, and you had the Pope over here. The Pope, simply for the fact that he crowned the king Charlemagne in the year 800 on Christmas, I think, just the fact of the Pope putting the crown on top of the head of the guy, of the king, uh, of Charlemagne, it started a whole thing. You know, it was like, that signified that was the one true empire. But, I digress. Moving on for the last one of Thursday is Vice President Spiro Agnew resigns. That's a name. So this one's interesting because he is the first VP to resign. And he resigned a year before Nixon resigned. So Nixon had to evoke the power of the 25th Amendment, which basically the succession of presidents and vice presidents. He made Gerald Ford his vice president. What if, what happens if an entire government just resigns? That won't happen. But, I mean, if it does, that's never been... It could be toppled. We just start from the ground up, basically, after that. Yeah, I feel that way. But it could be toppled, you know? Yeah. And that's why when you see the assembly in Congress mm-hmm. and, like, certain national emergencies and whatnot... Um, there's always one guy that stays behind just in case all those people die. Or if something happens to all those people in the Congress and whatnot, State of the Union, there's always one guy who stays back. So if anything happens, he can be that one designated survivor. Damn. Yeah. So, Gerald Ford, he is the only president in history to not be elected. He was basically chosen and invoked the 25th Amendment to become the... Uh, president of the United States after Nixon. Huh. That's Thursday. That's a So day. is he technically on like the list of presidents? Mm-hmm. Is he technically Yeah, like, he's a president. He I know I'm just saying you know how they have they'll have like the like literally first He and, is he is a president. Okay. He is on that list. Yeah. Okay. Um so that was a day, man. I love how relaxed this is now. I, think I mean, we're going on 54 minutes. It doesn't even feel like that long. It doesn't, but when, like, you're, when you're looking at it. Man, yeah, it's locked and loaded, man. Um, Friday, the 11th. John Lennon. Do you want to take this one? John Lennon, uh, Imagine is released. Uh, I actually have a somewhat of a special connection to John Lennon. Speaking of the what film, year? Oh, 1971, I'm sorry. Uh, he released Imagine. I have a special connection to John Lennon. Because oh, my, my God, I didn't even realize that. My prescription glasses are John Lennon frames. I kid you not, you guys. I he have has in- the hippie circular John Lennon, except they're not 
rose or green or whatever hippie stuff. My, I have too. a collection at home. I actually have a pair of like. Do you really? Yeah, I have like. I've a, always wanted to do that. I have a collection of. I collect stuff. I collect glasses. I collect hats. I collect durags, and I collect jerseys. Like if you go in my room, my room is just covered in jerseys and hats and do rags and glasses. That is awesome. And bow ties. That is awesome. And stuff like that. So, yeah. But, yeah, John Lennon has a little, he, he touches my heart because I remember the first time I seen a picture of John Lennon, I was like, those glasses. Like, I wasn't worried about nothing else. No heaven. So, I, I, I never thought I had to face. I always grew up wearing, like, I didn't really start wearing glasses until, like, eighth grade year. Like, I, I remember, that. I remember, like, I got suspended from school and I came and, like, I lost my vision over being suspended. <laughs> And like I was always wearing like Ray Bans, and then now since I've gotten older, Ray Bans. Just keep going. And now since I've gotten older, my face has gotten a little fatter, and now I have to like order my Ray Bans, and I ain't got two hundred dollars just sitting around all the time when I go blind a little bit more. As we said, we're broke college doing students doing a podcast. Exactly. Give us money. Give us money. I I will joke for coins. <laughs> But, we for uh, free anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember going on Amazon. <laughs> I went on Amazon and I was like, let me see if I can find these glasses. And then like, there's like a seller on Amazon that just has a bunch of different. I thought you were gonna say celery. Yep. Mm-hmm. Celery, crunchy and good. <laughs> and green. But uh, watery. <laughs> but yeah, I, my uh my prescription glasses are John Lennon frames and yeah, shout out John Lennon. So he began writing that song in 1971, or before that, when he was still in the Beatles. Um, I'll save a tangent for next week about another Beatle, but let's just say that a lot of stuff happened in the Beatles that, you know, they should have really been broke up a while ago. A lot of people say it was because of Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono, who, uh, who influenced... This writing of the uh, song, Imagine. If you're not familiar with Imagine, go listen to it. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. It's like one of his only non-real protest songs. So it's it's really fantastic. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, uh, John Lennon was struck down by a um, person with mental, um, inca- mental incapacities, I guess. Mental... Illnesses. Problems, yeah. He was re- the guy was reading Catcher in the Rye, and he assassinated or killed John Lennon on December eighth, nineteen eighty, which is my aunt's birthday, December eighth. That's the I kid you not. That is the only way I can remember her birthday. Someone's death is the way you remember your. No, it's John birthday. Lennon's death. No, I'm just saying someone's. I'm just in general. Yes, but hey, it's fine. You you feel me? You, you get it how you live. That was a terrible pun. I shouldn't have said that. Get it, it, get it how you live, and he died. All right. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, it was. Apologize right I'm now. I'm sorry. I, so now I gotta put my glasses back on. Then we gotta have a tribute now. Yeah, moment of silence. We gotta start a tribute band. Facts. You wanna be Lennon? I'll be McCartney. Duh. Who? Who? She loves who, you. Yeah, <laughs> who else yeah, will be Lennon? Yeah. Me. <laughs> I'll be George. George Facts. is the best one let's be honest dude 
But no, no one, myself. no one, no one wants to have that conversation though. What? I said no one wants to have that conversation. Though. I, we just had a Superman Batman for a good ten minutes. Which Beatles the best Beatle? You can't have another one. Oh, what can I get to? What, what am I gonna do with you? Um, Saturday. Oh no, next one is well, really both on this day. I believe in 1975, Bruce Springsteen scores his first pop hit with Born to Run at the age of 26. I don't like Bruce Springsteen, but it was a very, very momentous thing uh, in history. So moving on to 1975 again, Saturday Night Live debuts. I Honestly, sorry to cut you off, but like being on Saturday Night Live, if I could just sit there, like, um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Donald Glover. He used to write for Saturday Night Live. That, uh, he's funny. And... Honestly, if I ever got the chance to do anything with Isn't Saturday Night Live, also Charles Gambino. That's his rap name. Well, of course, his, I, so basically, that confused me. For so the basically, his time. his his rap his rap name was came from a Wu Tang Clan name generator. I did not, I did not know that. I'm, I'm, I'm about to drop hit, a little bit of history. I'm about to drop some knowledge on your dome. But yeah, his 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 uh, if I'm not if I'm correct, if I'm not mistaken, his his rap name came from a Wu Tang Clan. Uh, name generator. I can't remember how the process worked, but they, you know, put some information in and it yeah, came back like out. Yeah, like an anagram. Yeah, but like, I don't think it was necessarily Childish Gambino. I think it was like something in Gambino and he just put Childish in front of it. Of course, you gotta make it your own. Yeah, make it your own. But like, yeah, it, it basically originated from a name he was given from a Wu-Tang Clan name generator. Wasn't he on Perks Morant? Yes, he was. He's funny. I never really watched the show. His, he, he... He's really, really talented. Oh like, yeah, by far. Did his dad? When I, I figured out who would, oh Danny, uh, uh yes, yeah, lethal oh. weapon. That. Oh. oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Bro, when I figured out that that was his dad, I, I literally like a piece of my brain <laughs> fell out of my ear. Like, I, I lo- I lost it when I figured out that was his dad. They don't look anything alike though. They don't look anything alike. It's, it's, it's weird. Like. No, but still. He, comedy writer series, he was with Mel Gibson, but that's a whole nother that's, rant. That's a whole. Um, other rant. so, <laughs> um, so the first, uh, uh, not ready for primetime cast was Chevy Chase, John Belushi, R.I.P., Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, Garrett Morris, Jane Curtin, and Lorraine Newman. It was maybe still is not sure. Might have to fact check that later. Fact check that later. Longest running, highest rated show on late night television. George Carlin, the great, late, great George Carlin, hosted its debut. Candace Bergen became the first female host. And Drew Barrymore, at the age of seven, was the youngest host. Probably off the fact of E.T. I'm not sure. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, um... This next one I really want to talk about for a good minute because I finally understood it after so much research. Um, John Paul II in 1962 opens Vatican II. Um, He was elected Pope in 1958 at the age of 77. His real name is Giuseppe Roncalli. Oh, I can get that name down. Um, (laughs) Right. He met with political and religious leaders and was the first modern pope to travel freely in Rome, breaking with the tradition that made the pope a, quote, prisoner of the Vatican. So, Vatican II, here, here's the points I want to make. 
Um, it saw a new Pentecost. For, for those who don't know what it is and why I was like, why is Vatican II real big? I said the same thing. So it saw a new Pentecost or a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It focused on reconciliation for the world's uh, divided Christianity and wanted Eastern Orthodox, Anglican, and Protestant observers to attend the proceedings of this Vatican. Uh, uh, Christ or Catholics at before Vatican II were not allowed to pray with other Christian denominations. Um, they Catholics were encouraged to have friendships with non-Christians like Muslims or uh, uh, Jewish people. And it opened the door for languages besides Latin to be used in Mass, which they're kind of coming back with, but I kind of enjoy it because I've always wanted to, to learn Latin. I remember I took a Latin class in uh, elementary. It's pretty you fun. Really had, you really had to do that? No, I just, it was kind of like they offered it. It was one of those. That's what I mean. You did it though? Yeah. That's awesome. I want to take Latin. Uh, free rice kind of teaches you Latin. In a way, just words. Um, mass before this was said in Latin, with a priest facing away from the congregation. Yeah, I say away from everyone. What? I was gonna. I was about to say away. He was faced away. Literally, it's like me speaking into this microphone and not really looking at you guys. He off the priest often spoke quietly and even mumbled. You know the invention of mumble rap started here. I think Facts. so. Um, participation in mass was encouraged. At, so this after, after you know, um, during this is what they also hoped for Vatican II. Partic uh, participation was encouraged. Music and singing was added. Supported roles for women, women, reader, lector, Eucharistic minister, and in some places, altar servers. You know, altar boys, but altar women. Uh, it no longer forbade Catholic attendance of Protestant services or reading from a Protestant Bible. Um, excuse me. It opened dialogue with Jews, and um, basically they just wanted to adapt Roman Catholicism to the modern world. I find Vatican II, from what I learned, to be very significant. They didn't change dogma or beliefs, but... It did change a lot of me being a Catholic myself. I would not want to live before Vatican II, to be honest. If I'm wrong, then, you know, sound off on Twitter. You know, hit us up on Mountcast. Hit my Twitter up. Hit Kyrie's Twitter up. Well, don't hit my Twitter. Don't up. hit his Twitter. Only hit mine up. I'll, I'll block you so hard. <laughs> um, 1968, Apollo 7 is launched. It was the first uh, manned Apollo mission. I'll wear them on the last page. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it was uh it was conducted it conducted an eleven day orbit around the earth and it transmitted the first live television broadcast from orbit. I just I find this significant because it's Apollo. It's the Apollo missions. You can't go wrong. Unlike never mind. Um so nineteen fifty four, uh Viet take control of the North. North Vietnam. Uh, the Viet Minh, Viet Minh were a communist front organization founded by Ho Chi Minh in 1941 
to organize resistance against French colonial rule and occupying Japanese forces. Um, Japanese occupied, or the occupation ended in 1945, and the French attempted to reimpose the colonial rule, um, which was the first Indochina War, 1946-1954. The French were defeated at Dien Bien Phu. Uh, Provisions were signed at the Geneva Convention that Vietnam be split into two halves, separated by a DMZ, a demilitarized zone, at the 17th parallel. So, in the north, the north was governed by the Democratic Republic of Vietnam, communists, basically, proclaimed by Ho Chi Minh. The south were non-communist state of Vietnam until 1956, when the premier of South Vietnam didn't want elections. Uh, His name was uh, No Dien Diem, or No Dien Diem. I'm probably pronouncing it all wrong. I do apologize. Um, he, di- spell that. <laughs> he didn't want uh, Ho Chi Minh, because if, if it was up to the people, Ho Chi Minh probably would have became the leader of mm-hmm. all of Vietnam. He didn't want that. So he didn't let that happen, and he let the Second Indochina War take place, which was in 1955 to 1975, which we ended up later in 1964, and the whole thing with. Vietnam War. Vietnam was reunited in 1975 again after the Vietnam War. That's it for Saturday. Mine went to the Vietnam War. Mine actually was going, well, mine was going to fight in Korea, but they didn't send him over. He was a uh, radar operator and was stationed in Texas, I believe. Yeah. So, Vietnam. Yeah, my, my grandpa was like down there, like getting getting down and dirty. On the bo- boots on ground. Boots on ground. My grandpa was boots on ground. Really? Yeah. He has. He what has. Year? Uh, I'm supposed to remember this. I know, but I know for a fact I have his hat that like says that I I fought in the like he has a um veterans hat that says like I fought in Korea. Yeah. Or, not Korean Vietnam? Yeah, he has a hat and I, I, I got it. I was like, uh, I asked him, could I add it to my collection, you know, to have a piece of my... Of course. A piece of history in my of house. Of course, living history. Yeah, but like... You don't was, think about that until, you know, it happens. Right. But yeah, my he, he fought in it. He, so, that's the one thing I love about my grandpa. Like, anytime I go over there, he just has stories for days. For days. For days. For and days. Just, and, and plus, like, he just lives with his wife and they don't really, you know, She's always on Facebook. I don't know why she's like. So like he really doesn't have anybody to talk to. So when I come over, he's just. Gone. I had to live with my grandfather, so it was it was some fun times. Yeah, grandparents should live forever. Honestly. Yeah. The the good ones. The good ones. The good ones. The good ones. Grandpa, the good grandparents. Well, when I say grandparents, we all I'm all speaking about the good ones, but they should live forever. Honestly. I mean. Mom should too. Moms, moms are a different story. Mom should. Um, so, Saturday, October 12th. You're missing a, uh, an, an event on that day. I'm just letting you know. Which day? On the 12th. It's my birthday. Geographically in history. Oh, my Put, God. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> Saturday, October 12th, 1999. My 
special guest, Kyrie Smith, was born. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, we're done with that. Um, <laughs> in 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue, or reached the new world. Everybody knows that he came over with three ships, the Nina, the Penta, and the Santa Maria. He actually hit the Bohemian, uh, he hit Bahamas, the Bohemian Islands. Not Bohemian, Bohemian. He died in Spain in 1506, never knowing that he failed. Um, do you think there should be a Christopher Columbus death? Nope, I don't. You think it... You think it should be indi- uh, the indigenous indigenous people's day? Yes. For the longest time, I thought it should be Christopher Columbus, but now it's like, dude was a failure. He was an idiot. Yeah, I, um, for the for the sake of the podcast, I'm not gonna. That's okay. I'm not gonna speak on Christopher Columbus. Nobody should. He's just. I'll, you know we still teach that in class. Unfortunately, in, in middle we do. school. Yes, unfortunately we do because I had uh, my nephew had some homework and he was on there and I was like, yeah, you're not gonna answer this question. <laughs> I literally took I literally <laughs> took a whiteout and I literally just white out the entire oh, question. Oh, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Send it send it right back to a school. Oh, Christopher Columbus did not find America. America. And like big red letters. America. Nineteen ninety seven. Singer songwriter John Denver dies in an airplane crash. Um, you might know John Denver from his some of his best songs, Rocky Mountain High and Country Roads Take Me Home. Do you like John Denver? Or do you know who John Denver is? I feel like I've heard Rocky Mountain. Country Roads Take Me Home. I probably like I said I'm a I'm a big Rocky Mountain High. I've heard that. Colorado. I've heard that, but I never, I never like you know. I just listen to music. Of course, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big person. I'm a hello. I'm trying. Big to, believer. Big believer in like you know music. I, I love music. Music makes everything easier. Unfortunately for this podcast, there's a lot of music on here. But usually, I would do a whole separate music entity. Oh, so yeah. next week. Hey, we'll 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 implement some music in here. <laughs> I played some. I played you, White Snake. And I remember it. I don't. But, uh. <laughs> 1870, Robert E. Lee dies. I was just a big fan of Civil War and Sir Robert. Robert E. Lee. I mean, not his fan, you know, because Confederacy, but genuine nonetheless. History. Thank you for clearing that up. I was like. His rival, Ulysses S. Grant, became president of the United States. So that's, you know, they face each other and. Yeah, yeah um, 1810, and we're back. Early Oktoberfest version, celebrated for the first time. So Oktoberfest runs from the like what end of September to the beginning of October. Yeah, it's just, just alcohol everywhere. All that counts is that more than a million gallons of alcohol is consumed. That's all that really matters, let's be honest here. Just go get a drink. Um, just a couple more. 1975. Consci- uh, conscientious objector wins Medal of Honor, and it is, his name is Desmond T. Doss. He was a private first class, and he is the first American in history to receive the nation's highest medal, military award. Mm. That's, nice. That's the end of se- 
excuse me, that's the end of Saturday. At last, but certainly not least, well, I mean, it's after your birthday. You can't, you can't follow that up. Sunday the 13th, 1792, the White House cornerstone is laid. Washington was created, like the Washington, D.C., was created because of its geographical position in the center of the new existing new republic. The, it was called a White House because the stones that made the ha- made the building were white compared to the red mason brick laying stone. I found that interesting. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It is. It's like the little things like that. The next one is more interesting because it was burned down in 1814 during the War of 1812. There's a lot of numbers, you guys. Please keep up. I'm joking. I can't even keep up half the time. Um, I'm I'm just here so I won't get fined. (laughs) Uh, I'm here because uh, court ordered. No. um, (laughs) Just jury duty. (laughs) Community service. 60 hours. I'm, I'm at 59. I was like, well... Let's go ahead and get this last hour in real quick. <laughs> yeah, the British actually burned it down in 1814 because we went up to Canada and said, you know what, we're going to burn half your stuff down. They were like, you know what, we're going to burn your house down. Last two. I'll take care of that last one since that one's near and dear to my heart. All right, this one is 2010. Chilean miners are rescued after, that's supposed to say after, not agar. After 69 days underground. Can you imagine being 60, like, almost what, two and a half months or almost two, a little over two months? Just underground. Underground in a mine. They sent canaries down in mines to see if there's any monoxide or any gases. Come on, people. 69. And why are we still mining? That's a very good question. Shout out to Robert Pennington and his class, Environmental Ethics and Fracking. If you don't know anything about it, go see him. Go see John Trogan. They will tell you all about it. But yeah, uh, Chilean miners are rescued for 69 days. Um, Last, certainly not least, to wrap this week up, 1967... The American Basketball Association debuts. Take it away. And the NBA, alternate to the NBA, was started in 1946. Uh, basketball is was... Uh, playing basketball. <laughs> even though I, I, I don't want to flatter myself. I don't want to toot my own horn. I don't want to toot my own horn, but like, first, this is my first episode on the podcast, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toot this horn. Uh, Dude. I'm, I am a, I'm a three sport. I wouldn't say star, but I'm gonna say star. So I played uh basketball. He thinks he's a star. I played basketball, football, and I ran track. But honestly, basketball wasn't even my first sport. Soccer was actually my first sport. I was goalie. You couldn't get nothing past me. I, I mean nothing. Couldn't get nothing past me. But. Basketball owes a special place in my heart because bas- basketball served as like a th- like therapy for me when I was uh, younger, going through some tough times, and it still kind of worked. I don't really play as much now because I'm a little older, and my body breaks down a little faster. But uh, but yeah, NBA season is a week away. Oh man, I'm so happy, so 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 happy. So who are you rooting? Who are you rooting for? Uh, Lakers all day. 
I'm a I'm a LeBron fan. I'm but I'm a LeBron fan for outside of the basketball aspect. Like literally like more than an athlete type of guy. Like literally like and that's what I wanted to be like just more than what you see on TV. Like yeah, I'm scoring so so an an athlete 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 athlete, athlete, um, athlete more for the celebrity and doing good or celebrity just to be a celebrity or just to be a pure athlete just to be down on the gridiron and just grinding it out um it's more of like outside of basketball because you know basketball whatever sport you decide to of play course. i feel like it's it's what happens after you finish it's what so people when you retire yeah, or get hurt your backup plan yeah like what people don't see like the fact that you know he has his own school then, LeBron. Yeah, he, LeBron has his own school. Is he... I'm going to look real stupid on my own podcast. You're fine. Go right ahead. Is he the one from Cleveland? Yes, that is the one from Cleveland. He has horrible gum, but continue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he has his own school. Just recently, he bought all of... Every kid that attended his school, he... I think I heard about this. Yeah, he had, he uh he gave him shoes. Yeah, oh, everybody... Yeah, okay. And then, oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, he's humanitarian. Yeah, but like he like Somewhat. when I yeah yeah. But I just felt like when it comes to like celebrity status, I feel like you should use your name and make the world a better place. I like that. I mean, that's one reason why I would want to get famous. I don't really care about the glitz or glamour. It's about what I you would, can do with your money and with your power. I just want. I would want to be. You want to talk about superheroes. You know, I just I wanted to be like I want to be really successful and have just uh just a lot of, not not a lot of money but like you know a lump sum of cash. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna be a social worker, so I I can't talk. I completely understand that, but like I just want. I might become a podcast star though. And <laughs> eh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I just wanted to use my like my success to make people less fortunate than me better because I've been in a position where people who they've succeeded in their career choice and they've given back to little kids like me then and I they didn't have to I still keep in touch with a lot of people that you know I worked at the well I went to the boys and girls club and worked with like you know my social worker works with boys and girls and boys and girls club yeah it's just I still keep in touch with them they check in on me and all that but that's awesome yeah about it for me. All right. So basically, the the AMA, which yeah, no A A AARP. Close the um, ABA. Oh, ABA. The ABA was um, as uh, that was a really touching story that Kyrie told. Um, thank you, Kyrie, for telling that. Um, the ABA. Was basically, I'm going to compare it to one of my favorite sports, wrestling. You have the WWE, which is, and this terms, the NBA. It is a monopoly. It, it, it controls all forms of everything. Athletes go there, and that's where you dream of going. You make it big. Uh, American Basketball Association, ABA, was like the WCW, like the AEW, like the Independent, everything else other than WWE. WWE. 
that's where you go to where if you don't want to be hound down, but you you still want to be somewhat good. You don't want to be restrained by the by the man, you know. But it ended its run almost about a year. Yeah, it only basically lasted a year. But it had a perf- it had an impact because a lot of big stars went over there, just like with wrestling, just like with WWE. You have you had Bret Hart, you had you had you. Oh my God, why am I blank? You have Chris Jericho, one of the biggest names, if not the goat of professional wrestling, going from WWE, spinning in the corporation's face, going to AEW. A totally separate company and making his name known. He is the first AEW World Heavyweight Champion. You have big stars going over to the American Basketball Association. The NBA is like, what, what? You know, it's it's like that meme calculating, you know, and or or like that one face that's like, what, what? Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> that wraps up behind the mic this week. Please hit that subscribe button. Please follow Malcast. Please listen to Nameless almost every Thursday. I would like to thank my very, very special guest, Kyrie Smith, the communications and new media studies studies major. With a minor in sports management. With a minor in sports management. I would like to thank all the viewers at home, all the listeners. You know, just keep learning. Just <clears throat> keep listening. I, I, If you like this podcast, keep listening. If not, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I know I'm pretty droll. Um, I know this episode was kind of an exception because Kyrie, my great co-worker, I cannot sing enough of his praises. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a great thing bouncing off ideas off people. Again, please subscribe. Quite indubitably. <laughs> please, please listen to the others. Subscribe, listen, share, tell us. Share, friends. yes, please. Please share. Tell, tell us what we can do better. Tell us uh, what you liked, what you didn't like. Please sound off on Twitter. I'm going to share it all over Facebook as well. Um, I'm going to start expanding it to different social medias. Hopefully Kyrie retweets, hashtag retweet. Yeah, hashtag, 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 that hashtag, hashtag, hashtag that hashtag. That has a hashtag who gave birth to a hashtag retweet. Retweet, and <laughs> that's it. You know, live from the, oh wait, can we get copyrighted? Can we get sued for that? Ooh. I don't want to test it. We're, I don't either. We're broke enough. So. Ah, amen. <laughs> <laughs> we're broke enough, so we're not going to test that. That's it for this week. Signing off. My name's Jonathan Beard. My name's Carby Smith. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 o'clock.